So you received another email from a William Bassett? I did. In a ver- well, no, it wasn't from another William Bassett, but I was mistaken for another William Bassett, which was honestly okay. really thrilling because I thought that in our previous episode uh, that we found all the William Bassetts. I mean, the top Google search results like ended with me on the second page. So I was like, there's no other famous William Bassett's. But then I get this email. Hello, Dr. Blank and Dr. Bassett. I hope you're doing well. I'm a second-year medical student here, and I'm interested in pursuing orthopedic surgery. Um, Blah, 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 quarterly research update in March. I see that you're both involved in a retrospective study of patients Treated with posterior spinal fusion and anterior scoliosis correction. <laughs> Basically, so I have no idea what the fuck this, this person is talking about. But they uh, were wondering if there were opportunities to, to help out with the project. And this, the, honestly, I was so delighted to get this email because it was just one of the funniest things um, that, that has happened in a while. So I just said, you know, thank you for your email. Uh, I had no idea there were two William Bassett's uh, at at this institution until today. Unfortunately, I'm not the one you're looking for, but I did find the proper Dr. Bassett's email. And at the same time, I emailed the Dr. Bassett WPBMD, William Paul Bassett, MD. And I was like, what a, what a thrill to learn that there's another William Bassett here. I think this email is meant for you. And he was like, what a coincidence. Thank you for forwarding it to me. So basically, <laughs> we're like best friends now and we hang out all the time. And I'm probably going to email him just to like check up. Like it's like what Will Bassett, you know, it's like a William Bassett thing to do. Like you don't leave your William Bassett's in a lurch. You reach out it's to them, you check up on them. You're like creating a club for William Bassett's. I would love to to have a, a yearly meeting with the William Bassetts. I honestly, well, you know what? I bet they're not nearly as fun as I want them to be in real life. <laughs> I still think William H. would be a treat. But, you know, I'd probably gather them all together and think, okay, guys, let's talk childhood trauma. Let's compare and see what's <laughs> happening. And they'd all be like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's reasonable of them, though, you know? <laughs> you want to go down that lane? But you, but like, <laughs> you want to know. That's the first thing. Exactly. I want to know what makes each of these William Bassett's tick. It starts from birth. So I, I've been taking notes since I was a child about everything that's happened to me. I hope that they would do the same. We can bring our notebooks, compare. Um, but realistically, I mean, I would have a lot of questions to ask them. I just hope they're not boring. Well, like, I don't mean to target WPB, but he sounds like kind of a snoozer in his emails. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Welcome Welcome. to another week of uh, Stupid Dumb Podcast. Dumb Stupid the dumb, dumb, stupid, dumb. stupid, dumb. It's such a stupid name, we can't... I don't even know which one is right. <laughs> but it's our podcast. It is, it is. I'm Brendan. Oh, 
And I'm Will. Yeah. And you are our listener. You so are. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting atop a, perhaps a pillow or a chair of sorts or laying in bed perhaps or... Contemplating your life right now and how you've come to this decision to listen to this podcast and you're like, I'm going to turn it off right now. A lot of things probably went wrong along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, if you're rock bottom right now, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we are happy to facilitate the growth. You're going to bounce back after listening to this. Your life sucks. It's in shambles. But once you listen to this podcast today, you're going to come back. You're going to get a new job, six-figure salary. You're going to find the love of your life. New right. car. Um, We're not going to give you any of the advice to do that. But but it will happen. <laughs> hair is going to grow back magically. Yeah, hair. If you're balding, it's coming back. If you're trying to lose some hair, it's going away. We have these powers. This is the cure. Yeah. <laughs> because we are talking these nuts. These nuts. The How does the guy say it in the video? These nuts, something like that. Yeah. And he's like, "Ha, got him." Oh, that's right. "Ha, got him." Yeah. Man, remember that was a thing for a few months? That was, and honestly, it had a good lifespan. I mean, these nuts won that election in North Carolina, right? Or they won like a primary, they <laughs> or they didn't. Like, they didn't win. They made it to the ballot. I think they they got over ten thousand votes, just like Harambe got over fifty thousand votes in the presidential election. Oh my god! Kicks <laughs> out. That that I saw a Harambe meme recently that he was trying to warn the kid about COVID nineteen. And the government shot him, and I was like, wow, that's so good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, and then these nuts spawned many Bofa. Professor Bofa came from uh-huh. him, from there. He was a scholar in, in these nuts. Yeah, um, of course. And the, the deacon, of course. Oh, the deacon, of course. The deacon, the Sagandis, um, the Framunda cheese was invented around that time. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But I have two nuts to talk about today. Two nuts that are nutty to their core. Pistachios and uh, and chestnuts. What about what about you? What did you bring to the table? Um, so yeah, I went a little different with the nuts, right? So mm-hmm. I went I went with coconuts. Okay. Coconuts. coconuts. That that's a fun one. Donuts are fantastic. I wish I had one right now. Okay. But Coconuts are coconuts are quite interesting, quite interesting. So I think you should leave with coconuts. Wow. Okay. Thank you. I will. Um, so the name coconut derives from seafarers during the 16th and 17th century for the resemblance to a head, or apparently came from 1521 encounters by Portuguese and Spanish explorers with Pacific Islanders. Okay, that's very interesting. And then the, the specific name is uh, Nucifera. Uh, it's Latin for nut-bearing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, yeah, because I don't think they're in the nut family. Like, they don't, like, they're not a part of the nuts. 
I would never, I would never think that they were, honestly. Like, it never, did you ever think that? No. Yeah, me neither. I mean, there's nothing like when you think of the classical family of nuts, coconuts just don't compare. They're like a fruit, the way that, you know, things are named berries and they're not berries and things are things that they're not, you know, (laughs) coconut (laughs) is like, like strawberries are not berries. They're not and and like and, and so you would think coconut akin to the strawberry is not a nut at all it's just a simple fruit yeah and tomatoes are fruits too Tomato think. and that that's that's definitely true in a biological sense right yeah i would always argue that culinarily coconuts are vegetables or oh shit no <laughs> not coconuts <laughs> tomatoes <laughs> Uh, tomatoes. I mean, no. When I get in these culinary circles that I'm renowned in, I start talking <laughs> about coconuts as vegetables. It makes people's heads spin. They don't. They don't understand it yet. But give it a few years. Coconut <laughs> salads are coming. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so genetic studies have actually identified that the origin of coconuts are between Southeast Asia and Melanesia. Um, okay. So that's where it shows the most genetic diversity. So even though you might originally, apparently they thought it was from like America or like South America, um, but that's not true. Um, and then uh, that plant, the coconut plant, plant you know, tree spread throughout, um, you know, the uh, Polynesian islands. So were they finding coconuts washing up, or, or what was the first coconut? Do you know the first coconut like discovery? I mean. There's apparently the first literary evidence is in the Ramanya Sri Lankan Chronicles, indicates okay. that the was present in the Indian subcontinent before the first century BC. Okay. So, wow. You know, over two thousand years. Um, yeah. Been yeah. around with us a long that's time. That's apparently the first mention of coconuts, or you know. I guess not the actual name coconut, but like the first. Yeah, thing. what they what they and, are. Um, survives on humidity uh, environments and needs a lot of rainfall, which is why they're present. Um, you know, in like Florida, some of the plants have adapted though, so um, where they just need humidity um, instead of the rainfall. So there's apparently coconuts in Karachi, Pakistan. Um, wow. Yeah, where they only receive about nine and a half inches of rain per year, uh, but it's consistently warm and kind of humid, so uh, the plants are able to survive. That is pretty cool, man. Like yeah. coconuts in uh, wow, in like the desert, <clears throat> wild. Yeah, it's just yeah, just new humidity. Um, I mean, it's kind of cool. There's a lot of shit they they do with coconuts. Um, you got your coconut milk. Classic. Have you ever had coconut milk? Have I ever had it? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Have you? I had coconut eggnog. How it was, was the worst, <laughs> worst, maybe one of the worst things I've ever drank in my entire life. It was definitely the worst eggnog I've had by about 100 million miles. <laughs> but it tasted like shit. It was crap. Yeah. I think it just has a long shelf life, which is why they still had it. Which and which was why I was drawn to it because I saw eggnog on the shelf, like in February. I'm like, oh boy. Uh, but no, coconut milk eggnog is not the same <laughs> as your as your Turkey Hill eggnog out there. That sounds 
kind of gross. I, I don't know. I really love the taste of coconut, but I only like it in certain things. Yeah, I mean, the taste of coconut is good, and I wish it tasted like coconut. It didn't even taste like coconut. It was just, like, wrong. But uh, coconut yeah. yogurt's pretty fire. Coconut yeah. ice cream. Yeah, because you can make coconut milk, so I guess you can make yogurt and everything. Um, coconut water has been a pretty popular thing. Um, I've heard of it. But it's apparently, um, you know, retail markets sell it as a sports drink, but some companies have faced lawsuits over false advertising claims that the product was super hydrated, uh, nutrient packing, and um, mega electrolyte. Um, so basically, it, it does none of those things. <laughs> and a lot of times it's misrepresented as a... Um, the levels of sodium and magnesium is advertised and like Ooh. so people They're say to... drink. it isn't it really isn't i mean it's a nice refreshing drink but it's not like a, a super mega healthy thing i think you know people think that it is they're trying to be the gatorade of water but it's just not going to happen <laughs> man that is that's that's a little sus that's a, that's highly sus yeah I don't know. I think it's because like people just think coke like automatic healthy. You know what I mean? Because it's like a natural plant. Yeah. You know. So. Those people are are clowning. I mean, I guess if they're misrepresenting it, that's pretty serious. Like, or you know, how can you blame them for getting duped? But I don't know. I wouldn't fall for that. I mean, what's healthier than water? Water is like the baseline. If you need the electrolytes, get you get some gatorade yeah. treat yourself get some <laughs> vitamin water even right. that's probably not that good for you um but you know coconut oil is pretty dope um the bark is used for rope and then, and then the shells are used as cups and bowls in some countries where that's present um in india they use the leaves of the trees um for the ends of brooms and the sap oh, wow. made into like a palm wine if left out fermented. Wow, that's cool. That is really cool. Yeah, so literally, I mean, the whole tree is very useful, you know. And even like the actual, um, the wood from the tree is pretty sturdy. So people make it to build small houses or huts. Man, get a whole coconut aesthetic in your home. <laughs> Cutlery, coconut walls and brooms that that is super dope though i mean it always blows me away that the uh how how these things are designed or just coincidentally so useful to human beings yeah um and the last cool thing i have about it is that the roots can be used as dye uh, a mouthwash and a medicine for diarrhea and dysentery and actually in cambodia the roots are used for as a traditional medicine for treatment of dysentery Wow, <laughs> that's a fun fact. <laughs> Got dysentery? Grab a coconut. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be and you'll be cured. Um, <laughs> I'm oh, a doctor. Was... Trust me. Um, I can't say that. Can I? Wait, say what? I'm a doctor. Trust me. Oh, <laughs> I I think they know that you're qualified. You've earned. You spend four years earning that medical degree. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll put an MD at the end of my name for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just put it there. I don't know. Yeah, I do. 
Yeah, just write it down. It's like it's like uh, being a junior or senior. That's all made up. You just put MD at the end. People call you Doc. I feel like that automatically makes you a doctor, even if it's just like a nickname, you know? Yeah. What's up, Doc? Bugs was handing out medical degrees all those years. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're going to talk about regular nuts, right? I I have. So first up is a simple nut. A, A simple, well, kind of famous, famously green. You want to give it a guess? Peanut. No, it's pistachio, dude. Green, that's green. I love peanut, dude. Oh my god. I have no (laughs) like. I know peanuts aren't green. I don't know why. (laughs) Why? I don't know what kind of peanuts you're eating, dude. (laughs) (laughs) The wrong ones. Yeah, pistachios. Pistachios are, are delicious. They are, dude, and and they're, you know, I guess kind of like these some of these special coconuts. Pistachios are grown in desert climates, native to Central Asia, um, and between the U.S. and Iran, Iran has over half of the world's production of pistachios, and then the U.S. has the second most. Combined, they make, or we make, like 79% of all pistachios on the planet Earth. Which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, That's a lot, and they're so fucking expensive. So I don't get. They that. are. I mean, I haven't eaten a. I don't know when the last time you had a pistachio was. When was it? <sighs> Months, dude. Because like, I just look at that bag, and I'm just like, is it worth it? Is it worth sixteen dollars for a bag of pistachios? <laughs> <laughs> I, I never. I don't know. I just don't feel like it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have not had pistachios in probably like six years, unless it was like at a party. I have not bought them for myself in in at least six years, probably. Yeah. Just the the price. I do vividly remember that Colbert commercial though with the pistachios. I don't know why if you remember that, but it it bothers me. That stuck with me. I don't. But, know. How does it go? I mean, I he, remember he did it. I mean, I a- think there was like an eagle in it, a bald eagle in it, and pistachios. I mean, yeah. I don't even remember the name of the brand. <laughs> um, but people have been eating pistachios since uh, just around 7,000 BC. Wow. And in the 19th century, uh, they found their nice little market in America, in California, where they can grow pistachios. And that's how we get so many. Um, but the world has a lot of different, like, little cultures around pistachios. Uh, and I'm curious, you know, out of all the ways that I'm going to name off a few things, I want to know what sounds the most appetizing to you. Okay. Um, so uh, in India, they have a popular saffron pistachio drink. Uh, let's see. Uh, and they're a symbol of love and good wishes. Um, in Australia, cafes near the beach have a creamy Australian yogurt topped with shaved pistachios. Mm, that sounds that sounds delightful. As a post-swim snack, mmm. Uh, they're a premium snack in Mexico, where in social settings with friends. They put uh, pistachios in hot sauce sometimes for a little extra kick. Uh, and then I would in, in never think to do that. What's up? I would never think to do that. Well, you're probably too busy putting pistachios in ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> it brings up flavor. 
Yeah. Both the ketchup and the pistachio. Because <laughs> they're so different. They don't go together at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in France, they're served uh, with a beverage, an aperitif, a beverage served to, to stimulate an appetite before late afternoon meal. Um, so what would you rather do? I mean, the the yogurt topped with pistachio sounds good to me. I don't know. Does I thought the hot sauce might appeal to you, but it doesn't? I mean, I would try it, but I don't think it, it, it doesn't really appeal to me. I really like the French because here's the thing with pistachios, I can't, you know, they're not filling at all. Yeah. So I That's love the idea true. that you use it to kind of fill up a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking the French approach, approach with a little beveraged, a little beverage. Right. Yeah, it gets the metabolism going. Right. You're tasting something nice, but it's not your whole meal. Exactly. That yeah. that is pretty dope. Um, I think you've convinced me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but um, yeah, the ice cream sounds or the yogurt sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, yogurt. Was I mean, that's less on the pistachio and then the yogurt. Yeah. The yogurt mate, sounds. Sounds fantastic, but um, and then this is not food related, but in Korea, there's a a holiday where they drive evil spirits away with the sound of cracking peanuts open, uh, or sorry, pistachios. Damn it, you got the <laughs> pea, you got the peanuts in my mind, the p word nuts, <laughs> pistachios. I feel like that's the first thing you think of when you think of nuts, though, is peanuts, right? Peanuts, I mean, I, w- I almost don't even want to count them as nuts. They're like celebrities. <laughs> celebrities of the food world. Um, and then thinking about ice cream, we, we had just talked about it with, with coconut. Uh, one blog I read described pistachio ice cream as one of the most sought-after flavors. And I would disagree with that on a major extreme level. Like people because- are looking for it? Yes, people want pistachio ice cream. I don't think they want it. I wouldn't agree with that. I, right? I don't think that they want it. I don't think anyone's asking for it or has even thought about it. Yeah. I think it's like, like an interesting thing. Like, it's presented to you, and you're like, okay, maybe I'll try this. Yeah. Oh, I did. That reminds me of something that was served at, uh, oh, my God, of course. I can't remember it. It was like a pistachio. Oh, it's going to kill me. It was served at the Christmas party this past year. Had the cherry in it, pineapples, pistachios. It was some green dessert that I had never heard of. It was quite interesting. Um, um, and it tasted okay. Not my style, but it tasted pretty cool. It was an interesting experience, <laughs> I guess. But you have to respect pistachios, I think, for earning an ice cream flavor at all. Yeah. When you look at other nuts, almonds. I don't know about almond ice cream. Is that a thing? I think it is. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I feel like it is. Like I bet if you look it up, I mean, almonds are pretty popular. They're basically in everything. Almond flavor. I mean, okay, I guess. Like if you add the almond nut, uh, I imagine like vanilla ice cream, like a pistachio. Well, like wait, vanilla ice cream plus pistachio? Right. Isn't that what that is? Pistachio ice cream. That's basically what it is. I mean, I think it's like ice cream, like made with pistachio. Yeah. It's not just like vanilla ice cream with pistachio in it. Yeah, but they like grind it up in it. I don't know. Like I think it's its own like thing. Okay. Where like if they take I mean I listen, I only I were I did work in an ice cream store for a few months and they did serve pistachio, <laughs> but I never saw it being made. 
So okay. I don't know. Um, and I know because there's like maple walnut, but that's cheap because you're getting maple flavors. It's not about the walnut flavors. Yeah. Cashew ice cream, doubt it. Peanut ice cream, yeah, there's peanut butter, but still it does not count. Yeah. Um, and right. so I know all the all this talk of food is probably <clears throat> makes people want to rush into the store to buy pistachios, spend your stimulus check on pistachios. Totally worth it. But I implore you to please, you please. Get, you get probably like five bags with your stimulus check. <laughs> yes, five whole <laughs> bags. <laughs> and be careful when you store these bags. <laughs> Because the improper storage of pistachio products, especially in bulk containers, has been known to start fires. They have a high fat and low water content. Shit. So that the nuts, and especially the kernels, are prone to self-heating. And when stored with fibers soaked in the oil from the pistachios... That's crazy. They can spontaneously combust. And kill you. Yes, and blow you up, blow you to hell. That's amazing. <laughs> I want to I try that to see if that happens. Isn't that a fun fact? Like pistachio bombs is what people are going to be cooking up. <laughs> Just take a can of pistachios, put some fibrous material in there, shake it up, and... <laughs> you ready to hear about donuts? <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear about donuts. <clears throat> so donuts are usually deep-fried from a flour dough and typically either ring-shaped or a number of shapes w- without a hole and often filled but uh, can also be bell-shaped donut holes um bell-shaped just in case you didn't know what donuts were or do nuts as we call them in the u.s do not who says do nuts like they're donuts but it's spelled d-o-n-u-t-s i don't spell it like that only i'm sorry maybe this is a hot take if it's Dunkin' Donuts, you spell it donuts. If you're buying any other kind of donut, I'm typing out D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong, Will. I just, I'm not wrong. I take my... You are. Uh, you are wrong. <laughs> how is that like, wrong? Because you're wrong. So, apparently, um, in the mid-19th century, the donut uh, basically became like an American food. It was originally from Dutch settlers that settled in New York or New Amsterdam at that time. Okay. Um, but basically, in the early 1900s, the uh, alternative spelling of donut became D-O-N-U-T and was invented by the New York-based display Donut Machine Corporation um, to make it more uh, pronounceable by the immigrants. They hoped to buy their automated donut-making equipment. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, spelled like that in the U.S., and it stuck, and then Dunkin' Donuts actually spelled it like that. And that's, oh, wow. That 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 is very crazy. That's cool. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I'm going to start spelling it like that. I, I just, <laughs> I hate that spelling. I did, but, too, until I learned, because I, I, I honestly thought, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, like, created that. Yeah. But said it was a donut know, machine. Yeah. It was, I don't know, it's uh, older and has some context. I respect it more. It's quite a bit. I mean, that is interesting, because I think most people would think it's Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. National Donuts Day is celebrated in the United States on the first Friday of June each year. Bet you didn't know that. Hey, that's coming up. I did not know that. Yeah. That's when uh, Krispy Kreme gives out all those those 
ridiculous deals. I was just going to say, you know, I, if I had ever known it, it would be because of Krispy Kreme. I do remember standing outside. It was by a – I mean, it was a ridiculous deal. The line was out of the store for – I think it was like $5 for, for two dozen donuts or one dollar – dozen donuts or something like that something crazy well i remember that too because that was the one in collingswood and we were yeah. still living together and then i remember megan and you coming home with four boxes of donuts oh yes waited our ass in that line there was that there was a lady in front of us who was like oh my god do you think i'm well i'll be through this in a half hour and we're <laughs> like no like the line not only did it wrap around the building it was like do you know all through the store that was crazy mark your calendars because it's coming up oh yeah i'll be taking I'll advantage of that stand, stand out six from crispy scream you're gonna have to stand six feet apart <laughs> it's just the drive through i'll uh, just be in the drive through that's gonna but be I, all the way down calling yeah <laughs> All the way down that main strip. Yeah, I mean, like, what's your favorite? What is your favorite donut? What is the best donut you've ever tasted? That's such a good question. I mean, that's an extremely difficult question. And, of course, I can't just answer it. I have to have a nuanced opinion on my favorite donut, which is that it really depends. Like, I've had some bomb donuts. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking about, ooh, this one that I had in um, Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm. It, it was like this street festival going on, and they had this donut truck with these big glazed donuts. I mean, they were not your normal-sized donuts Yeah. in the terms of – and it's not that there was a lot of dough. I mean, there was. They were just long, <laughs> like stretched out kind of your normal donut width long. Right. And – Oh my goodness, that was a fucking good donut. <laughs> it was just so like tasty. It was so light on the inside and the glaze was fantastic. But like that's like a once in a few years kind of donut. Mm-hmm. Of course, anywhere you go, a mom and pop donut is gonna be more ideal. Yeah. But of the like Krispy Kreme Dunkin' um donut places, I think Krispy Kreme their chocolate glazed cream k-r-e-m-e filling is the best donut on average yeah but but like if you go to like a cidery you get like an apple cider donut in the fall i mean that shit's gonna be fire those are really the best oh man That's... yeah but what what do you think is the what, what what would you say is your favorite that you've ever had the and best best i've ever had would be at on a bakery in del Rand. Mm. Where, I, they were on my mind too yeah which is where uh i used to go like i could grab one before school because they were only when i was in middle school they're only like 75 cents wow if i went early enough you know i could grab a donut and then catch the bus to school in the morning oh, that's they're so open. fire dude that's so dope yeah what would you get from them it would usually be a chocolate uh glazed donut or vanilla with a chocolate frosting. Or oh, like vanilla inside? No, not on the inside. Just a regular donut, but it had chocolate frosting. Oh, 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 I get you, I get you, I get you. Um, Yeah, man, that was just such a, uh, you know? So yeah. I'll go back there 
if I'm in Delran, I'll pick up one, a few of those. I, sh- I should go back there. I mean, South Philly also has fantastic donuts. My one colleague brings in some. I wish I remembered the name of the place, but whenever it's someone's birthday, brings in some of the best donuts uh, from South Philly, and and they are also so tasty. But God, I mean, oh, I'm getting so excited. They're just one of my favorite desserts. I think one of the best desserts. Yep, they're so good, and I would have to agree with like. Um, if we're going like big commercial commercialized donuts, I think Krispy Kreme is definitely the best. I think yeah. if you get a Dunkin' Donuts and you grab a donut, it better be 99 cents because those, those donuts are not worth your money. Exactly. They're not worth anything more. Not at all. Um, and then uh, th- so I want to talk to you about uh, Bob's Donuts in San Francisco that me and Megan went to. Okay. And, and this shop had an extra large donut. It was basically like a food challenge. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And it was about four, 14 uh, to 15 of the regular size donuts comparison. So if you ate one of these, it would be like eating 15 donuts. Oh, my God. Um, the donut is 10 inches in diameter, um, about a little over two inches high. And you, get a choice, <laughs> you, have, a, you have a choice to drink soda, water, or coffee. Um, and basically, you have to finish this thing off in three minutes. Three. Okay, that's that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. that's a, a. I mean, given an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, even a half hour. Well, I'm not gonna say a half hour. <laughs> Give me well, 45 minutes, and I can down that. Thing. There's people that don't. They have a Hall of Fame, and the fastest record is 46 seconds. I, I believe with these speed eaters. I mean, if people can eat three jars of mayo in three minutes, then they can, you know, eat a a, a huge donut in under a minute. I mean, that it's a, that's stellar. Like the skill that it takes to inhale that, yeah. I can't even process. But I, it's believable. It's definitely believable. Yeah, I, I saw them, man. They're they were ridiculous. And oh, like you watch people go at it. No, I I mean because they have the like. It's basically they have the donuts in the window, and they actually show you. Oh, okay. They have How one big, big donuts on display, and they're they're ridiculous. I thought <laughs> about doing the challenge, but like the donuts are super expensive. And the other thing was like I was like I know if I eat this, I'm gonna make myself sick. Yeah, you're just you're screwed up after that, and then you're fucked up for the night. Body so, is not gonna be happy after that one. <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, I had one of the regular donuts, and they were okay, but uh. They're they're not bad, but I I still think you know L and M was better than that. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to uh, grab those donuts again because I remember you getting them for us once, or someone got, or maybe we just went there once. Once. Um, and it was nice, dude. Oh, I always love a Boston cream too. Oh, <laughs> so nice. Right. Uh, uh, you you have one more, right? I have one more, and it's a tragic tale. I'm not going to cut it any other way. Um, and it's about chestnuts as a whole, but really specifically the American chestnut. Okay. But I'll talk generally about chestnuts briefly, um, which is that chestnuts have been around a long, long time. Not as long as pistachios, um, but we know that people in Japan were cultivating chestnut trees even before rice. So it's like 6,000 BC or 6,000 years ago. Oh, I forget. I I know. I think uh, 
I forget what the article said. 6,001 of those. Um, but a long-ass time. Um, and Alexander the Great was planting chestnut trees during his campaigns uh, in Europe. And uh, China was also planting trees for like up to 4,000 years, cultivating them. And then they've been eaten for probably much longer, but we're talking like farming. Um, and there's nine species across the world, all of which are numerous in the wild except for one. The fateful American chestnut, mm. which had been eaten for you know hundreds if not uh, thousands of years by Native Americans before European settlers. Mm-hmm. And these trees, like I had to Google the picture, I mean, massive. They grew up to 50 feet without a single branch, and then they could grow up to an additional 50 feet taller than that. So up to 100 feet tall, 10, you know, 5 to 10 feet in diameter. You can find pictures of, of like, old uh, black and white photos of people standing at the base of these American chestnut trees, and, like, they're, you know, as wide as their arms. Right. Um, huge, huge tree. And like they've always been popular. They're good for sustenance. They're good in places where it's hard to grow potatoes and, and other starches. Uh, and so they were like famous in American food dishes for a long time. Mm-hmm. Q, 1904. Scene, the New York Zoological Park, where a gardener notices that the chestnut tree has a mysterious blight. This blight was uh, traced back to an Asiatic fungus that was brought on from other um, trees shipped in, I think, from Japan. Um, And within 40 years, the population of 4 billion chestnut trees was reduced to a few groups in like Michigan, Wisconsin, and the Pacific Northwest. But they used to be all over the Appalachian, uh, you know, mountains, all over the East Coast. I mean, four billion trees. Yeah. Absolutely decimated. The largest grouping of trees now is like in in Wisconsin, and I think there's like a thousand. So really, really, really uh, destroyed. Yeah. Just by this one disease? By this one fungus. And it's such a devilish little fungus because the chestnut tree, even after it, if it gets cut down or dies, it can propagate from its stump and it can grow like a little shoot that suits, uh, you know, that shoots out seeds. Um, But the fungus, even after the chestnut tree dies, the fungus can cling on to other trees like oak trees, wait for those uh, younger chestnut trees to mature and then kill them all over again. Wow. And so it's basically been impossible to regrow the population. That's crazy. Yeah, completely. I mean, there's no chestnut wood anymore. Almost for like three generations, all barns east of the Mississippi were built from chestnut wood. Now the only it's only reclaimed wood because there's not enough trees around. Yeah. Um, and chestnuts, as a result, have, uh, you know, are really not popular in America anymore. Yeah. Like, the song Chestnuts Roasting Over an Open Fire, that was released in 1946. 
well after the decimation of the trees. So I feel like even then it had to be barely relatable. Like to us now, yeah. You know, I hadn't eaten a chestnut. I ate the chestnut for the first time in my life this past winter. I'm not, I don't think I've ever eaten one. Yeah, I mean, they're walnut, but not a chestnut. Um, walnut, walnuts are fine. Chestnuts are good, though, dude. Chestnuts are, like, meaty. They, there's something else about them. Like, I put a little honey on mine. Ooh, tasty. Yeah. Imagine you get a little goat cheese on that. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, lots of baking stuff you can do with chestnuts, too. I mean, a lot of, I don't know, like, uh, Philadelphia, you have Chestnut Street, you know. Which that's is right. That's right. Um. So, that's, yeah. I guess it was really, you know, it was around. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Like, it was a major part. I mean, and now there are, like, lots of conservation efforts, which are nice, that have been, like, basically since the 1930s, people have been trying to bring back chestnut trees to the East Coast. Yeah. Um, with not much success, I think, so far. But there's, like, hybrids out there and stuff. But uh, really, I mean, there's nothing funny about this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100% serious. I mean, it's just kind of crazy to me that, like, that this I, happened. I think it's crazy that it's a fungus that did it, you know? Yeah, I mean, an invasive fungus come just... Yeah. And, and we and most people would never even know. You wouldn't even think about, like, chestnut trees. You just don't even think about them. Yeah. But for, like, hundreds of years in America, chestnuts were, like, a part of life. Their wood and the food and everything. Um, and now basically completely gone what are most of the trees around here I guess? what 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 do you mean like what are the trees around here i mean like uh i i don't know many trees around here i know there's i mean pine obviously yes. oak and dogwood uh uh what are the giant like willow i guess they're not uh, we, there are weeping willows around here i think yeah. i i believe so I see them, and I saw there's at least one on the, in this guy's front yard, which is nice. Um, there I are like some the giant oaks with like the moth that grows from them. You ever seen those? No, I don't think so. Oh. There's the ones that are kind of shedding. It looks like they're shedding their bark. Is that a sycamore? I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> I Wasn't there a class at Stockton about trees? I remember I, this. I should have taken it, dude. I have been, honestly, like, I'm probably going to get, I, I want to know what surrounds me. I would love to know what the trees are around here. But I just remember someone saying, like, don't take that class. It's oh, because so it was a one-word class, right? What? Or no, oh, yeah, no, wait. They were saying so, because there were a few classes that were, like, one word. Like, there was a class called yeah. dinosaurs, and someone was like, do not take that. It's so hard. Like, the, it's one word classes? Yeah. <laughs> So I must like trees free. being one and being like, oh, trees, that must be, that can't be too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do not take the trees class. <laughs> but that was a fun little exploration into the world of nuts. A yeah. few different kinds. I mean, nuts are fun, whether they're growing from trees or baked in your oven or, uh, or wherever they may be. Well, thanks for listening. And, yeah, uh, thank you for joining us. Tune in next week. We're talking from under. That's a different type of nut. Or it comes from under the nuts, from under cheese next week. So <laughs> definitely be there. <laughs> Peace.